The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to jamieappsmedia.com. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. This week, I'm joined by a freelance social commentator who lists his favourite movie as American Psycho and favourite TV show as Peaky Blinders. Welcome back to the show, Blake Robinson. Jamie Apps, how are we? Not too bad. How is everything on your end? A um, bit shambolic, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I've just moved here, so it's been a bit, very busy week for me. Oh, gotta love doing that. Well, I've never done it before. This is my first time in my um, short-lived career of being on Earth that I've done it. Oh. So it's, it's been fun. It's been fun and games, but um, just about settled in now, so we're good. We're good to go. Where'd you move to? The other side of the greater city of Dapto. Not like a huge move, but still. No, 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 it wasn't far at all. It's just I've got heaps of stuff and had to build heaps of stuff and reevaluate my uh, <laughs> routines and whatnot. The fun of the uh, flat pack furniture. Oh, bro, that's been my life the last five days. I'm just about, just about done now. I've got the sorest thumbs and fingers and just using screwdrivers. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a rookie move. You've got to get the, the old power drill going. Yeah. That's nah, cheating. Yeah, but it makes it, it makes it so much easier and so much faster. I hate doing like eight million screws up. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's been shambles, but we're here. We've made it. Did you have extra screws and stuff left over or did were you short? No, I wasn't either. I think I've actually nailed it, so didn't have any leftovers. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's always the racking seeing leftovers eh, on the ground. Like, oh, my God, where's that go? Yeah, yeah I always have like... One short or one too many. I'm like, I've stuffed up somewhere and oh well. All I've got slain around is a million spare Allen keys from the ones I give you. Yep. Leave styrofoam and boxes everywhere. Oh, I've had that much rubbish to get rid of, but oh well, is what it is. Have you been able to watch much in the meantime? Well, amongst the carnage, I, uh, I managed to slip off to the movies to see The Great Tenant. Yep. What did you think? Oh, um, I know, I've had a couple weeks of processing now, but I definitely want to go back for more. At the time, I sort of thought I knew what was going on, then reflecting back on it, I'm like, hang on, this, I need another go at this. Yeah, it's definitely confusing at times. Like, it doesn't, I found it didn't click until sort of the last 15 minutes, and then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think I understand now. Yeah, that one particular scene. I think it was just before that sort of that that scene on the freeway where they uh, the cars started going backwards, and he had, when he had to go back to that scene on the freeway to um, was it replace that box or I can't remember now. Yeah, so he hid the box, but he had to go back and collect it. And he like made eye contact with his past future self. Yep, it was his past self. Anyway, yeah, that scene. I was like, oh, hang on a minute, this is. Bit how you going? Because <laughs> it, it, it was they were back at the it was like at the shipping dock. That was the machine, wasn't it? And they were either side of the glass window watching 
yeah what was going to happen yeah that that sort of is what tipped me over the edge i was like oh no <laughs> but apart from that i thought i knew what was going on yeah it wasn't until they sort of got to that freeway scene where it all started to like fall into place for me up until then i was just like yeah i have no idea what's going on in this movie yeah i wasn't um yeah heading into it i wasn't i didn't read too much into the sci-fi side of things i was just more keen for the um christopher nolan action movie side of things but yeah it was, it was a lot more sci-fi than i thought like very um inception very inception <laughs> maybe even more inception than inception yeah like leading into tenant i went back and watched inception Oh, did you? Yes, that would have been that would have been smart. Which was awesome, and then went into this one. I was like, "Yeah, no, this one definitely needs at least two, probably three watches to pick up on everything." Because it, yeah, it follows time inversion instead of just like time travel, which was really trippy at times. Yeah, it was very, very well written, though. Contrary to what uh, well the reviews I've seen, a lot of people didn't really like it some reason i don't know why everyone's got a reason to pick at it though yeah my my biggest issue is with the uh the sound mixing uh really it was i found it it felt like it was attacking me like the whole time i was like this is so ridiculously loud uh it was very yeah it was very intense and then half the time i couldn't und couldn't hear what they were saying as well i was like i can't hear the dialogue all i can hear is this ridiculous noise in the background yeah that's pretty true that's a good point like you just love the mixing of it like how they it was edited yeah just the like the levels like i feel like it just could have been yeah mastered so that the levels were not as contrasting like the the sound effects and the background noise was like super loud and jarring and piercing and then like the dialogue was like really low and i was like i can't here when these at the same time dark knight rises was a lot like that too though yeah it must just be a nolan thing but it's i don't know there was a lot of scenes in dark knight rises where you couldn't really understand what so like a lot of the bane scenes i know his voice was like muffled but you couldn't hear a lot of those sorts of scenes yeah very similar now yeah well apparently they had to go and re like redub half of the bane stuff because he was even worse than what it was in the final one. Oh really yeah, he's hard enough to understand as it is, but that's an excellent movie, that one. Yeah, that yeah, one's that, awesome. That's peak, Nolan. I think I'm going to wait to re-watch Tenant when it's on, like... Yeah, I might wait there streaming and just, like, watch in my, my own environment. Where'd you... Blu-ray or something and watch with subtitles. Yeah, I think I went to... Where do I go? Um, I went to Hoyt's to watch it. Hoyt's is good, but... Hoyt's has definitely taken over from, like, event cinemas, I feel, lately. Since since Renault's. I went to a Shell Harbour and theirs is all renovated now, which is awesome. Yeah. Did the old double feature. I went and saw um saw Unhinged in the morning. Oh, you bought back in two in a day? Yeah, saw Unhinged, went and had lunch, came back. <laughs> that's a sec. Grabbed a popcorn and drink, tenant in the afternoon in the recliner chair. It was awesome. Oh, right, that's a solid session. What do you th- I haven't stood up. I didn't get around to Unhinged. What do you think of that? Was it everything like it looked like it was going to be? It's it's, it's really intense. Like it's just like an unnecessary movie. No, I wouldn't say unnecessary. Like I really enjoyed it. It's just really like yeah, pretty violent. Uh, 
very like stressful like it makes you really understand that everybody in the world is stressed out at the moment and yeah. at their breaking point and then it's just it's all about russell crowe's character tom cooper who sort of is one of these people that is just like high strung and stressed out and then his life just kind of starts to fall apart and then he just snaps and it's like anybody could be in this moment probably not to this extreme but anybody could be in this <laughs> well, stranger things have happened in the real world, but very relevant movie, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Like, it, it opens with lots of, I don't know if they're real, like, it's real footage, but it's all, like, footage of people either having road rage incidents or at, like, fast food outlets and then just, like, snapping on people, like, going nuts on people. So it's, like, yep. it really sets the scene immediately and then it just, goes off into crazy road rage murder stalking trailer's absolutely gnarly i was because i was the first time i seen the trailer was when i was at the movie seeing another movie and well she get the, like the extended trailer there and yeah it was pretty pretty intense hey yeah of my day i think i preferred that over tenant just because tenant ended up leaving me oh really unhinged you walk out of there and you go Okay, I get it. I know exactly what happened, why it all happened. Yeah. It's a nice compact story. Tenant, you walk out and you're like, I'm confused. I need to go and sit and mull over this for the next three days. Yeah, I didn't really try to think about it too much. Like, after I seen Tenant like, that night, I just, it was a couple of days later when I, I was just chatting to some people about it. Then I was like reading some stuff online. And I was like, yeah, actually that. <laughs> then I really started second guessing myself about it. I think if I went with people and then could have that conversation like directly after seeing Tenant, it would be awesome. Yeah, exactly. But when you walk out of there by yourself, you're like, I don't know how to feel about that. Just chat randoms as you're walking out. I'm definitely never doing that. <laughs> uh, it was, no, it's definitely a masterpiece though. Oh, it's definitely up there with his best ones, probably Dark Knight, Inception. Speaking of Batman, though, what are, you, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the upcoming film, or what do you reckon it's going to be like? It's very emo, eh? I love, <laughs> I love the new trailer. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched, gone back and watched it a few times now, and um, like I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm not, I'm not a superhero movie guy, but I love Batman. Like everyone loves Batman. Yeah, I think you're hard pressed to find someone that hates Batman. Nah, Batman's just the OG. But um, I don't know. I've sort of been. A, I've had a little bit of a thing for Robert Pattinson movies lately. He's um, like he was very good in Tenet, very good. And um, yeah, I think he's one of the the better characters in Tenet. Uh, at the same time, a big Christian Bale fan, so I was I was I was disappointed to hear the news way back when that Pato was going to be Batman. But now seeing the trailer and seeing the vibe they're sort of going for, it's um, he does he does fit the role by the looks of it. And like, so I never realised Zoe Kravitz was um, Catwoman. Yeah. So that, yeah, the Catwoman, it's like a very, um, very hipster Batman movie by the looks of it, which would be good. Colin, Colin Farrell as uh, Penguin looks good too. I really, like, really loved that trailer. It just, it felt exactly how Batman should feel. Yeah. He's fast, he's really brooding and emo, basically. Um, I just... As soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, yep, sign me up right now. Looks very relatable. It looks like it looks like it's actually, it's like Dark Knight. It is grounded and feels real and modern. 
Yeah, just no no Nolan production would be the um thing that's gonna distract me, but we can look past that. I just I just don't want him to keep pumping out Batman movies if they're not gonna be up to scratch, you know? <laughs> yeah, like don't do what they did with um Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, that was disgraceful. Comes out he's rubbish and then goes away, like at least the Joker that followed that was awesome. Oh, exceptional. Now, this Batman looks awesome, so... I keep forgetting about that Joker movie. I even went to the movies to watch it, and I keep forgetting it exists. I need to watch it again. It was very good. Yeah, it's one of my favourites from last year. Yeah, if they're going to keep making superhero movies like this, I'm sign me up. When's it coming out? Uh, it's... It's definitely not for a while. They're still filming, and um, they just had to delay again because Pattinson got COVID. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Old Pato, he got the COVID, eh? Well, the COVID. Yeah, hectic. Speaking of uh, him, uh, Devil All The Time finally came out. Yeah, so I hadn't heard much about it until it sort of dropped. Yeah, I, I remember. It's, I just remember watching the trailer or, or when it came out, and then I sort of forgot about it. And, uh, yeah, i seen it came out, so... Jump straight on that. Yeah, so that dropped on Netflix last week. What did you think? Yeah, it got me thinking as well. There's a lot of separate storylines in it that I tried to match up and a couple that I couldn't match up. That was my biggest issue with it. It felt like there was too many stories. Yeah, did they all end up matching up? Yeah, they all linked eventually, but it was like... Yeah, the Bonnie and Clyde sort of couple that kidnapped hitchhikers and took all their raunchy photos... But then again, yep. that girl, her um, brother was that cop. So that's how they sort of, that's the only reason they tied in, isn't it? To the rest of the movie. Oh, and they, yeah, like they, I think they murdered Tom Holland's character's father and then they eventually like picked him up at the end. So they all, they all converge in the end, but it was just like. Oh, is that what happened? It all just felt. Like, too convenient that they all came together. Yeah, it was it was very well written, once again, to have everything tied in. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have just preferred if it focused on either the Robert Pattinson character. It was freaky, eh? Or that couple character. Yeah. I, I didn't need the Tom Holland part. I didn't really need the other two to be together. I would have two separate 90-minute things, one on Pattinson, one on that, that couple. I think they would have been two incredible movies, but combined it's kind of like, eh. It's like two and a half hours, so they <laughs> haven't skimped on it. I thought, yeah, the two preachers um, characters was Robert Pattinson was the second preacher. He was very freaky, but the, the one before him, the guy that did the spiders on the face, that was... It was real good, I thought. It was a very freaky character the whole way up throughout. Yeah, he was. A, and that the scene where he goes off the rails is pretty intense. Yeah, man. Was he kidnaps his own wife and like kills her? Then yeah, and then tries to resurrect her because he thinks he can resurrect people. And so like, oh, whoops. I was like, what is he doing? And his sidekick is like this disabled guy that like he can't walk. He's got to push around a wheelchair everywhere. It's very, it's very strange, but yeah, it was, once again, it was like a very random movie that was just it was like entertaining. Some pretty confronting scenes in it, but violence-wise, 
like you just you're not ready for it. like oh <laughs> yeah and like the themes as well like it's all about religion religion corrupting people in different ways and then there's like there's tom holland who's just dealing with the trauma of his parents death and like how religion was involved there you got pattinson who's just like the sleazy preacher taking advantage of the girls at the church and then you've got that couple carl and sandy henderson who are just like this serial killer tag team basically he's been playing some good roles lately eh? pattinson Holland, they both have. Yeah, well, yeah, both, both of them. It was gonna say, yeah, I like the sort of the theme that it followed on where his dad, due to what happened in the war, he um, that's why he refused to preach because of like cruci- the crucifixion at war. Then like he sort of followed in on from his dad not not wanting to like pray and whatnot. I thought that was a cool little uh, inclusion. Yeah, like the all the the whole like the reasoning behind. All that yeah like i really i enjoyed it but yeah like i said i think it could have just been yeah it's just very random movie either two separate movies or a little bit tighter in terms of what it focused on like it just felt yeah it looked like the writers had a bit few too many ideas and just wanted to put them all in <laughs> yeah like i just needed someone to oversee and be like do we need all of this can we just cut this back well considering it was already what's Two hours, 15 minutes. I'm sure there would have been a lot more deleted scenes. It probably would. It was probably originally a three-hour movie, man. Like, they could have done, like, a part one and a part two and done it really well. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool, like, to focus on focus on the, the tag, the, the serial killers, and then and then do the Pattinson, Tom Holland part, and then tie it all together at the very end. Yeah, like, if I was super keen on going haywire <laughs> on a storyline, they could have just done part one and part two. Yeah, but Netflix have um they've been stepping it up lately, eh? <laughs> Some of their originals is great. Like now they got all this money. All this money just buying buying the rights to everything. Yeah. Yeah, especially with their movies. They've always been really good on the, the series, but now they seem to be stepping up and bringing out some quality movies as well. Yeah, speaking of their series, Raps just came out, didn't I? I've only seen last night. Have you had a chance to catch any of that? No, I've heard it's pretty good though. Yeah, um, who, who's it? Um, who does it again? That's now you're asking the tough question. Questions. Nah, old old mate, old mate, um, did uh, Hollywood. Oh, okay, yep. That young bloke. I'm looking it up now. Oh, Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Yeah, there's been a few like posts I've seen on Facebook and stuff that people have been saying like, I've just started this and it's awesome. So yeah, I, it's, I think it might be. I think that's gonna be the next thing on on my list. I um, I get me um internet hooked up this week in the new place so um, i'm gonna get stuck stuck into that and i'll try to watch some other stuff i want to uh watch that i want to watch um cobra kai as well like i've already seen the first season but i want to watch season two apparently yeah. that's really awesome too yeah no i'm heaps going for rats yeah the other the other movie i've been two movies i watched were i went and saw new mutants at the movies yep yeah a... no nah. <laughs> After, like, so much lead time into it finally coming out, it did not live up to the hype and everything that it had built up over the however many years it had been in production. Yeah, it's got a pretty cool cast, eh? Like, Enya Taylor-Joy. I rate her in, like, a scary role. Like, a creepy role. Yeah, she's really good in it. Uh, Maisie Williams is awesome. Uh, Charlie Heaton from um, Stranger Things is really cool. Yeah. 
But yeah, it was just like it's a it's about five teenage mutants, and it's sort of in those early years where they're all sort of coming to grips with their powers and how their personal history and traumas influence it. Yeah, it's almost like well, I haven't watched it yet, but it has um, like a Doctor Sleep sort of vibe about it, eh? Is that yeah accurate? Yeah, so it's it's trying to be sort of horror at the same time as it is like an X-Men superhero movie. Did it work? <laughs> it's definitely not scary at all. Um, I, I didn't think it was going to be in the movies. I thought that was just going to be a straight to like a streaming one. Well, after the ridiculous sort of production schedule they had, it very easily probably should have gone to uh, streaming. But after watching it, there is no way that's going on Disney Plus anytime soon. Because <laughs> it's like... It's got some pretty graphic, violent scenes. Um, it very heavily hints at child sexual abuse, so that's not not a Disney Plus. <laughs> um, like comic book ties or not? Or is it just inspired? Uh, I'm not sure. I think there is a New Mutants comic. I don't know how ah. tied into the X-Men series it is. Average film, if it hits like a Netflix or something, it's worth a watch, but I wouldn't be running out to the cinema to check that one out. Like, yeah, so I Thankfully, I got sent the tickets by uh, Disney, so that saved me some. I watched the trailer when it came out, but I, yeah, I thought I was just I was like, yeah, I'll hang out for when it's on Netflix, but I didn't realise it was movies. Yeah, well, they it's been like delayed like four or five times, so it was just like, by the time it come out, it's really got to the point where it's like, just get this movie out now. Like, yeah, I actually think it is an X-Men. I'm just looking now. I think it is an X-Men spinoff. But, well, was it meant to be Disney Plus, was it? <laughs> uh, no, it was always meant to, it was meant to be a cinematic release, but then it sort of got tied into when Disney bought Fox. It kind of got a little bit yeah. screwed over there. There was the initial delay was to avoid one of the big Marvel movies and then it got delayed again and then Fox bought, uh, Disney bought Fox. So then it was like, what do we do with this movie now? Like, When was that? That Was was that last year or longer? Last year. And then they put it on the release schedule and then COVID hit and they're like, let's delay it again. And then it was just like, this movie just feels cursed. Yes. eventually just went let's just put this out like it's it's got to make some money back at least i don't know what they're going to do with in terms of streaming release like it definitely won't be going on disney plus because it's not pg straight to dvd (laughs) do they release a dvd do they try and do a netflix or an amazon prime thing like stan maybe 67 million dollar budget yeah they spent a lot on it but 60, yeah, yeah, $67 million budget and only got $17 million back from box office. Oh, tough times, though. I, I think they've only start, just started going back to, like, people allowed back in cinemas in America now. Well, not if, if that. Yeah, and it's only in specific states, too. Like, yeah. not every state is open and it's the same as here, like, limited capacity, so. A lot of talk on Twitter about like, how upset people were about Tenet and how it was sort of just ruined because you couldn't see it in the cinema. Uh, I think we got pretty oh, yeah. lucky there. Well, it was good to see in cinema, obviously. But, yeah, it'd like, be good to just sit at home and like process it <laughs> at my own pace. Yeah, like I think for a second watching 
at home on the TV is fine, but Tenant is definitely one that for that first viewing needs to be in a cinema. That's any sort of Nolan movie though. That first viewing has to be a cinema. Yeah, for sure, man. But uh, yeah, speaking of movies that skipped the whole cinema thing, Antebellum has just dropped. I tried watching it last night, but I couldn't, couldn't find it anyway. I'm going to have to have another crack at it. Yeah, so it's available in the US, so if you use some dodgy methods of a VPN, you can grab hold of it. And it's a psychological film starring Janelle Monet, which I absolutely enjoyed immensely. She was, was she the leading us? Am I thinking of the same person? Uh, I don't know. I probably should check that. I don't think so. Is No, she wasn't in us. An American singer, songwriter, rapper, producer. She's been in Moonlight, Hidden Figures, Glorias, and now Antebellum. Been on random TV shows. Look pretty gnarly though. How did you um how'd you go with it? <laughs> like compared to us and like get out. It's not as like horror and terror inducing as Get Out or Us are. I think I think Get Out was a bit more intense than Us. Us was jeed up a lot, I thought, and um, I was a little bit let down by it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say a little bit let down. I was very let down by it. But Get Out, Get Out is like an exceptional movie. Yes, definitely. Get Out is way better than Us. But, um, and I would probably put Antebellum above Us, actually, yeah. thinking about it now. But, yeah, it follows uh, a modern African day, a modern-day African-American woman played by Janelle Monet who... She is enslaved in a Confederate slave plantation. So then that's where you sort of start to get this weird, how is this happening? Is there like weird time travel happening here? So about uh, halfway through the movie, there's this scene where you get super confused. And then after that, it all sort of starts to click and you realize what's actually going on. And it all ties back in and like, yeah, I thought this movie was incredible and wish it had been in the movies, in the actual cinemas. Like it would have been. Yeah, why wasn't it? Uh, I think just because of the situation in the US, they've just decided that this is a movie that needs pe- people need to see, especially with everything happening in America right now. Yes. Um, let's just drop it on on demand services so it's available on everything over there. It's Apple TV, Amazon. Have we got a, we, I think I might've even seen it was on Amazon over here. Yeah. I don't know if you can actually purchase it here. Like I had to change my settings to America. Oh, did you? Um, but it's on, it's on Apple TV here, but it still just says pre-order for $20. So I don't know when they're planning on releasing that pre-order, but it's available in America. So just, Put it out here, like it seems silly. Yeah, I rewatched the trailer after watching it what months ago when it came out. I was like, yeah, this is why I was so keen to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all about like the immorality of slavery and the history of slavery in the US and then it's like Yeah, was that filmed at Jordan Peele's new um studios, I think? Was that one of the first movies they did there? That huge complex he had. Remember Did you see that? In a, was it in Atlanta, maybe? It was like a huge studio complex, like a state. 
And I think this is one of the first movies they filmed there, if I'm think, thinking of the same one. Thinking of, like, the scenes in it, it probably is filmed there. Yeah, there's a couple, a couple of the scenes just from looking at the trailer that looked like it was there. I don't think he had any other involvement in it. It says from the producers of Get Out, but must have yeah, I think it's like somebody maybe, connected to it. But I think his studio might have done it. Absolutely worth, like, finding... Yeah, I'm very keen. And jumping through the hoops of VPNs to check out. It's a super important movie too, like with all of the race stuff happening in America. Yep. Awesome movie. Yeah, no, that's um, when I get my internet's all hooked up, that's going to be the first thing I'll try to chase down for sure. Other than that, I mean, I've just been watching heaps of sport. <laughs> it's just shambles at the moment in America, isn't it? With sport, like we're blessed with everything that's on. Yeah, like just the fact that the football is back, the NFL. Football, fo- football on at the same time as basketball, then you've got baseball coming in the playoffs and hockey at the end of the playoffs. So. Like there is usually a little period where they cross over a bit, but at the moment it's ridiculous. I think there's one, there's one day a year, only yeah, there's only ever one day a year that all four majors are on at the same time, but it's been like happening weekly. I'm loving it, but it's pretty crazy. Football without a crowd is strange. Oh man! Well, Vegas, uh, well, Vegas. Well, the Raiders just started playing what, five minutes ago. Yeah, this is their first game at the new stadium, and yeah, it's just a bit sad that there's no one there. Really, that that's got to be so like devastating for the owners. Like, oh, all this hype over this new stadium. And they spent no billions one. on it, and no, no one's there. Same as the new stadium in LA. Yeah, watching that last week. That is a incredible stadium yeah man i'm i'm definitely going to get there one day same for the vegas one when i was in the u.s two years ago it was under construction and it was it looked awesome driving past it so it's um they've dug it down like into the ground like a long way you know i heard i don't know if this is true but i heard it was because it's in the lax flight path and the stadium couldn't be too tall yeah they were saying that on the coverage last week they um so that's true. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> they had to dig it down a hundred feet. Yeah, hundred feet. Yeah. So that the roof of the stadium didn't impact the uh, the flight path on approach to landing. That's crazy, eh? Hey? <laughs> so technically, the field is below ground level. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Whereas, like the rest of the stadium is above. Like you walk in sort of halfway up the grandstand rather than at the bottom, like you would in a regular stadium. Yeah, it's just madness. I think it's the same. The same person who um, designed that is the same person that did Banquet Stadium too. Yeah, I can see the the influences there. They're definitely similar. Banquet, obviously, not on the same scale as. <laughs> no, but oh, Banquet is good though. I'm actually going there this weekend. Oh, nice! Did you see the the price of uh, the LA Stadium? I was saying it in the coverage last. Week. I can't remember how much it cost. SoFi Stadium cost five billion, and I think they were comparing it to all of like the other stadium, the other new stadiums like Atlanta and whatnot, and they were like a billion. Yeah, even that Atlanta, that that Atlanta one's crazy. Is that Mercedes Benz Stadium or not? Yeah, yeah, even that was like pretty crazy at the time they built that. See, this is what we need. It's what we need at home. But just keep look at how bad are these stadiums, mate? Ain't that stadium look? Oh. They look, make them look terrible. Look, ANZ Stadium's not a bad stadium. Even Vegas's new stadium only cost $1.8 billion, So, like, 
was it? I see. I thought that was like several billion. Far out. That thing's like the spaceship itself. So it was 1.84. Mercedes Benz was 1.6. T Mobile Arena is 375 million. Oh, T Mobile Arena is incredible. Globe Life is 1.1. That just shows the ridiculous real estate prices and things that LA just bumps everything up by five. It's not even real. It's not even real money, man. It's just numbers on a computer at this stage. Especially when you look at uh, LA Stadium was all privately funded. Like, yeah, that's hectic. Californian government, the Los Angeles Council had nothing involved, no involvement in it. That's all just owned by one dude. Really? That's nuts. But it's, it's, it is it's shared as well. They see split that. What to two and a half billion for two teams? Yeah, but I don't think those two LA teams are going to be moving again anytime soon. You'd hope not. You'd be spewing. You spend five billion dollars and then they leave. Raiders aren't going everywhere. It's a big step up for the Raiders though. You know, at Vegas, starting going from sharing the baseball field with Oakland Athletic, with like the diamond on the football field to to this masterpiece. I think they suit Vegas too. Like they. Just everything about the culture of that team is just Vegas. I know, I know. It's um, it's gonna be so good to get to a game. Even like the, like what they've done with uh, the Golden Knights and the hockey is like it's just they've just nailed like the, the whole theme of the team. So I think this Raiders team will yeah, it's gonna be good. Just alone in the desert, like it's a lot, a lot similar to like being out in Oakland, sort of like an outcast team yeah yeah and they don't have any other football teams to compete with like i think i think vegas is perfect for them yeah they didn't really suit la when they were there yeah la they had two other teams competing with even down in oakland they were sort of a sister to 49ers like they were all yeah exactly never really had their place boys now i hope they're here to stay. they are vegas i don't yeah well they won't be going anywhere now that stadium and i know they're the um, like the the government or the the city of Las Vegas, they are pretty big on it. Staying put, like the mayor's put a lot of money into um, time and money into the Knights as well. Well, it's smart for them. Like people will come to see those teams play, and then they'll stay in the city and spend. Because traditionally, Vegas have never has never been a sporting city. I. I I always, I always heard and thought it was because of the gambling side of things. Like you couldn't have professional sports teams in like a gambling town. Like for a long time there, the only sports team they had was the University of Nevada. Yeah, but then you also think you have all the Atlanta teams. Yeah, yeah, true. Atlanta's a big sporting city. I think Las Vegas have got a women's NBA team too. They've had that for a few years. It's only, a matter of, it's only a matter of time before an NBA team pops up. And see, uh, Seattle's getting an ice hockey team now too. Yeah, the Kraken. That's an awesome name. Yeah. It's, um, I'm just looking at their kits now, their kits look awesome too. Nah, their merch is pretty cool, eh? Their jerseys look awesome. Yeah, there's been a lot of, yeah, when that all came out, there was a lot of, a lot of meme action later on taking the piece out of it, but that's, that's always going to happen. When they said that on the, the coverage of the Seattle game yesterday, I was like, no, I actually do like that. That name and jerseys look pretty sick. So. Yeah, well, they, they nailed the Golden Knights like, expansion. Like, everything about that is just perfect. Also, I love, I love how they haven't touched anything with the Raiders. Like, they haven't needed to touch the logo, the uniforms. Like, not in the last 
But they've had the same uniforms the last 70, 80 years. It's great. Yeah, all they did was change it to Las Vegas, right? Isn't it? And, they, and that just fits perfect. Yeah, like that. that's an iconic logo and uniform. Like if they changed that, people would be up in arms for sure. Yeah, like, and the, the fans have just stuck with them too, like city to city. Like Las Vegas, yeah, the, the Raiders are very... What a history there. I just actually just finished reading a book about them, about the badasses, like John Madden's team. They're so good. <laughs> Thugging everyone. Rough as, yeah, rough as guards, man. Like, and they weren't like, oh, they, they were, they, but at times when they weren't the best team, everyone just like was scared to play them. Like, and they just respected who they were, like, because anything could happen on game day. Yep. Yeah, some pretty crazy stories, like stuff that would not happen today in professional sport. <laughs> so now that Vegas has, they've got their football team, they have their ice hockey team. Bro, it's only NBA, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Because they have the summer league in Vegas too, so it's like they're warming up to it and they're just putting feelers out. Like, Imagine how, imagine the NBA team in... I'm just trying to think which team would be most likely to move there, though. Phoenix Suns? <laughs> I don't know, like, like Sacramento Kings, someone like that? Like, surely... Yeah, like... But actually, Phoenix would be a good one. Now that Devin Booker's firing and he's like a, a franchise player and the team's still not going that good. Like, we've got a couple of good rookies from this draft. Like, And, yeah, like, Phoenix is a bit of a dud city in terms of travel, like... And it's right next door. It's right next door. No one wants to go to Phoenix. Nah, I'm thinking Phoenix Suns in um, so Las Vegas Suns. I don't know, man. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a thing. Maybe I should put a pitch. Yeah, like who else could there be? Like, there's what? There's two in L- LA. Get rid, of the, get rid of the Clippers out of LA. I don't, I don't want them. I'm done with them. <laughs> get them out of there. That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't understand why there's two there just move one of them they just signed a contract to um start playing games at the forum again which is good so get him out of stable center but to be honest i wanted to i wanted lakers to play a few games at the forum yep there's just so much history in that building there's brooklyn and the knicks but i don't think either of them are moving anytime soon uh what knicks no knicks probably could their, their, their fans have had enough of them but they're never moving they're one of the most iconic teams in American sport. But yeah, I don't know. There, there's a window of opportunity there for Las Vegas basketball team. It'd be sick. Like, it's, it's weird that in the middle of the desert they've got an ice hockey team. Like that was like the first one they did. I don't know. Yeah, that was the biggest weird out when they said they were getting an ice hockey team as their first sports team. I was like, what? There'd be some days there at the start of the season where they're still playing and it's like 40 degrees outside, but they've got ice rink inside. What else has been on? Oh, Darts is back. I'm loving the darts every week. Yeah, killing it. How'd you go last night? Was it you play last night? Yeah, we won last night. Uh, checked out 121 on the bullseye, which was pretty awesome. Things are getting back to normality. Like stadium capacities are getting up to 50% coming into the, like the NRL finals. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, we're slowly improving. I don't know. I don't know how far the shark's going to go, mate. It's so hit and miss. Some weeks we look incredible, and then the next week we just look rubbish. I've seen a stat. Uh, this year's Cronulla Sharks are the worst team in history to ever make the finals. Thanks for that. Definitely needed to hear that. Yeah, because oh yeah, I didn't realise that they haven't, they haven't beaten a single other top eight team all season. 
So that's where they got that stat from. Yeah, no, we beat the crappy teams, but we can't beat anyone on our level. They're still a team that can win games. That's our defence that's always saved us. Always pretty decent. Always been a bit of a tough team. How's uh, how'd United go this weekend? Man, I haven't watched any. Oh, no, it was. What was it? No, it was um, lost 3 1 to Freaking Palace, wasn't it? Was that this week? Yes. <laughs> that's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I got up and watched Chelsea play yesterday. Yeah. Playing Liverpool, so I wasn't expecting much, but oh my God, Kepa, what are you doing? Yeah, I wanted to believe there's going to be like a change of the, of the guard this season, but I, was, I thought United could have been could have been like a smoky for it, but now I'm yeah. not so certain. I think Liverpool is going to do it. I, know, I, don't think, I don't know if City is strong enough to, to take it over. I thought we had a, a quality team, but... Chelsea, even Chelsea or Tottenham, I don't think Arsenal are going to do anything at all. Uh, we haven't had a chance to get all of those new players on the field yet either. Like Pulisic is injured. Um, yeah, you can't expect much over from the short turnaround. What was it, like a three-week turnaround? But, yeah, two, like Chilwell and uh, Silva haven't played yet. Yeah, it's going to take a couple months for the creases to iron out. I think in it, like maybe three or four weeks we'll be all right, but at the moment we're still sort of... Trying to find a groove with yeah. so many new bodies. You could just see, um, yeah, like how Tottenham go with Gareth Bale if he's going to start firing. Yeah, awesome to see him come back. Yeah, it's an, um, but see, he's injured. They diagnosed him with an injury during his medical. Yeah, <laughs> what's the point? Eh? Like, what is the medical even then? Especially when it's a, a season long loan, and I think they, it's a knee injury, so he's going to be out for like three or four weeks. Then. Yeah, I don't, it's it's strange, uh, one, eh? What? <laughs> Like, what? I'd be wanting a, a solid discount on that, boy. Yeah, yeah they were surely. No, nah, but he's, he's going to be exciting to see play back in England. Yeah. It's cool that he did go back to Tottenham. Like, yeah. It would have been weird to see him playing with anyone else. I'd have taken him, but it would have been weird. The league's not going to be too crash hot, is it? No. <laughs> like, Bas- uh, Messi's just out, out on his own again now. It's, he's, he'd be lucky to finish top three, I don't reckon, Barca. Yeah, no, unless Messi has, like, the year of his career. He's missed a boat, bro. He's staying, he's staying put now. Would have been awesome. It would have been perfect this year to see him in England. Yeah, it's, um, that was a very weird situation. Oh, I don't know. There's got to be heaps more to it, hey? Yeah, like, I think Barca pretty much threatened, like, legal action. All of a sudden, he's, all of a sudden his dad got involved at the end there, then that was it. It was all over. Yeah, because I think... Barca pretty much threatened legal action and then they were, uh, is this really going to end up being worth it? It must be it must be the weirdest energy in the locker room and like a training. Yeah, especially when he came out and said, basically said, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, yeah, like surely he's not talking anyone. It's just a toxic environment. Uh, so what would be what would be your top recommendation for the week? Um, that's a tough one. Um... Yeah, look, I'm not going to go past 10, are we? I've only got two to choose from, and look, 10 was sick, and make sure you try to get to cinemas, is it? Just go with an o- open, just an open mind, though, and like, just don't read too much into it. Just watch it for what it is and try process another time. Yeah, you've got to enjoy the ride the first time. Yeah, don't be too critical of it straight up. Just in- The next time is the critical thinking one. Yeah, and just enjoy the visual what's in front of you. And then for me, it's Antebellum. Yeah, no, just yeah. An incredible movie. It's a nice tight package with a really important uh, message. Yeah, perfect. 
Yeah, so thank you for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on social media at Jamie Apps Media. You can follow Blake over on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. The commentary booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine Jamzine over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash jamieappsmedia. The following people supported at the Jam publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps. <laughs> <laughs>